Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Hardcore Mortgage Real Estate Business Podcast. Today is July 28th, 2021. And with us today, we have John Kolb. Hi, John. How's it going, guys? Nice to be here. Good morning. And as always, a pleasure to be with you. And Mr. Harvey Freed, the host of the Hardcore Mortgage Real Estate Business Show, heard every and seen, by the way, on Facebook Live every Saturday morning from 9 to 10 for going on 22 years. Hey, Harv, what's happening? Good morning, gentlemen. Good. I want to start off by saying that the exuberance continues. And uh, while that is a very good thing, that uh, we want to talk about it. We're going to talk about appreciation at record levels, and we're going to talk about there are still a plethora of buyers out there. We have a lot of pre-approval letters out. The whole industry and the whole nation is still experiencing a tremendous amount of purchase activities. Inventory is still low. But we're still, um, you know, we're seeing some more houses come on the market. But uh, Fried, I'm going to start out with you. With that exuberance, and it is an exciting time when somebody finally gets an offer accepted. And it's, you know, they've, been, they've probably looked at 10, 15, 20 houses. And Harvey, they finally got their offer. And now they're asking to go ahead and put appraisal waivers in there, inspection waivers in there. The appraisal waiver is one thing, Harvey, but I know we always talk about it, but you can never waive. I mean, tell me why we can't waive inspection. Boy, Harry, more than ever before, the insurance companies that we're speaking and reaching out to, they're wanting to get over to the house to do inspections. So over the last 18 months and more specifically, maybe the last two or three years, the heavy competition has led the buyers to drop their, their guard, to leave the doors open and let bad things happen to their offer and to the purchase of their house. And what's going on is insurance companies are getting huge claims. They're getting sewer backup lines. They're getting uh, water all over the basements and things that really would just be normal maintenance um, that an inspector would pick up and re relay that to the seller. Those things aren't being done to the house. So they're missing the hole in the roof. They're missing the attic a crease or a soffit or a small problem that's turning into a big problem. And Harry, again, it leads right back to don't waive your inspection. Even if, even if you don't want to negotiate after the inspection, you need to know what's wrong with that house so that you don't have some catastrophic event where water it becomes very costly and damage to carpet and flooring and things of that nature become very costly. Yeah, John Cole, if Harvey brings up a great point, I mean, even if you don't use as a renegotiation tactic, you still want to know what's going on in the house because there can be substantial repairs have one going on right now it's in a city that traditionally is very hot a house turned up the market about it before it stays on maybe for two or three days in this climate and all of a sudden it's on for a week it's on for two weeks it's on for three weeks i mean why is that well you get an inspection and there's a roof situation there's a mold situation um there's a sewer situation john kolb so even though you might not renegotiate it, maybe in this case they did, but the however is usually it's a red flag when a there's been a transaction that has already flipped on it. You're the second or third one in. You never waive an inspection, right? No, I, I don't think you do waive an inspection. And I think that this goes back to you know what we were talking to talking about 
maybe prior to even COVID that you ask a, you know, if you're, if you're a listing agent and you've got a client that wants to sell a home, why wouldn't you get a, an inspection on the home before you've listed it to find out everything that's going on? I mean, the listing agents order pre-title, they order pre-title on the, the home so that they know what liens are on there. And if there's anything they have to start working on right away. So why wouldn't you do the same thing with the condition of the home? And yes, I wholeheartedly believe that uh, listing agents should uh, do that on a regular basis, put the cost on the on the seller of the home, make that inspection available to anybody looking at the home. And then yes, as a buyer, still have your own home inspection to cross all your dot, dot all your I's and cross all your T's so that you know that you've had the seller's inspection, your inspection, everybody lines up pretty good. And so, yeah, why wouldn't you do that? So this leads into Three, another like point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm coming right to you, Harvey. This leads to another point, Harvey. So you have inspection, and whatever happened on the first inspection, it's coming in on a second inspection. What if the seller didn't disclose Harvey Freed in the seller's disclosure that there were some problems? I mean, you're shaking because I know that's a hot button with you. So you had a sale that flipped. It's going through and another offer has been accepted. And I'll bet you on the seller's disclosure, all of the stuff that they found in the first inspection wasn't disclosed. How do you feel about that, Harv? I mean, you know, this is an information I show. This great. is a, yeah, a consumer advocacy program we run here and we try to give out the best advice. What do you think about that? Well, it's funny, right before, and I'm glad you went that way because I was saying to myself, Boy, as mortgage guys, we've been talking a lot about inspections lately. There was some, might be even some real estate agents that are like, hey, these mortgage people sure talking about these inspections. Well, here's the skinny on it. The skinny is the debt to income ratios that we're getting for families are at the ultimate max. The values have gone up. These prices have gone up so dramatically that a family that was a 285, 300 buyer is now in the 330, 340. They can't afford to have anything wrong with the house, Harry. And that's becoming key. Again, why are these mortgage people, us specifically, talking about these inspections and the fees, specifically higher DTIs, the families have already gotten gift money from relatives, whether they're paying them back, which we don't know about or they're not. They're already really financially strapped. Again, we're still talking about a generation that has student loans. And it's it's very important that, again, that we're pointing out these 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 very important, expensive things that can turn up on a house and it can really sour a deal. The worst call I ever got was when the guy called me after he bought the house and said the furnace went out on him. I've had like one of those calls and I remember it like it was yesterday. They're not good calls to take. Yeah, I mean, well, I, I, I agree with Harvey and Harry, let me jump in on that, that, you know, you got we got to make sure that we're doing a, a, the due diligence on behalf of our, our buyer. I'm not looking to cross channels, step over the lines, do a uh, do a realtor's job, but at the same point, we all have a client. We all want to be making sure they're taken care of. I want to make sure that uh, when I'm doing a transaction, that people are taking care of me like I would want to be taken care of by myself. So, um, you know, you, you got to make sure that everybody is looking out for your best interest and pointing out the things that need to be pointed out. And you know, the number one thing is that if we see something as a lender that might be need to be brought up to a buyer, I'm going to go back to the agent and talk to them about it before overstepping my boundaries with the client. But we're here to make sure that all transactions are done the right way. Everyone's taken care of. Uh, everyone is informed. I mean, 
Geez, oh, Pete, you know, uh, I, I feel so bad for those people down in Florida in, the, in those condominiums, but, you know, the, the inspections that were done that were wow. in the past, that would have never happened had, you know, people really just stepped up and done the right thing. So it's more imperative than ever for us to make sure that we're doing the right thing, treat people the right way, and, uh, and inform them of everything they need to know about. Yeah. And in this market, when people are just fighting over houses and they're anxious and you know what, they're really tired when you see 10, 15, 20 houses and you don't get your offer accepted, all of a sudden you're willing to go ahead and waive certain things and you're willing to look past things because out of frustration, you just want a house. And there are certain fundamentals. We talk about it all the time that you have to, you must stick with the fundamentals and to end this uh, part of the program on the inspection note, don't waive an inspection. It's just too costly. This is the biggest purchase of your life. Never waive an inspection. Okay, moving on. Appreciation at record levels, up 16.4% nationally. How about this? In Phoenix, Arizona, both John and Harvey Freed have relatives in Arizona. In the Phoenix area, it's up almost 26% from last year. Year. San Diego up 23%, 24%. Seattle up 23%. In southeastern Michigan, we're here year over year up 17.5% over last year. You know, we talk about appreciation in a hot purchase market. Here's the, however, guys, do you understand that the overall home ownership rate has dropped in the last 16 years from a high? Uh, hmm. 69% in 2005 to 65% currently. Now, what does that mean? It was at an all-time low of almost 63% back 2008 to 2000. But there was a lot of fallout caused by the depression. Homeownership has seen a steady increase. But you know what? Appreciation rates are high. But home ownership is not at an all-time high. So you know what that leads me to believe, gentlemen? This housing market is going to stick around for another couple of years, three years at least, Harvey Freed. I mean, that's, that's what I'm taking out of statistics. Now, you know what they say? I, you know, liars use numbers and numbers are liars, okay? So that's the way it works. But I don't look at it that way. I look at it that we've seen a growing trend. If the high was at 69% 15, 16 years ago, and the low is at 62, 63%, and we're only in the middle right now. We've got a, you know, we got a ways to go a little bit if you believe it's going to continue, which I believe it's going to continue for another couple of years. What do you think? Yeah, I'll you go with that too, just real quickly. I'll say that what I'm sorry, John. No. I'll just go with the fact that what we uh, what happened was in 2000 and um, about 2000, and we're going to. Uh, 11, 12, we found that landlords, investors decided to get into the housing market. After the recession of from 2009 or 2007, maybe to 2010, 11, home prices dropped. Home, as you mentioned, Harry, up to 69% prior to 2007. I think the all-time high was 69% and it was in 2006. Now you're about 65%, 65.6% is what I'm reading here as the Census Bureau so it, what happened was home ownership was replaced with landlords. 
about a million to two million, maybe three million of those homes were bought up by investment groups, individuals, onesies, twosies, people that wanted a piece of home ownership and investment and having a little piece of that in their portfolio. So yeah, we're, we're starting to see a trend now. The low interest rates over the last two years is going to tr- uh, hopefully turn those numbers up a little bit. Uh, John, you could comment on it. We are starting to see some of the renters out there. Maybe they owned before, they're renting. Now they want to get back into home ownership. Yeah, I was just going to comment that um, the you know we're right in the middle of that 62 to 69%, like Harry was pointing out, and that has a lot to do with this being a seller's market versus a buyer's market. Leads back to a lot of the conversations that we've had as well, that uh, people need to get their houses on the market. And I believe if you remember that we've talked to with uh, all our great uh, realtor professionals, Stuart team, Kyle Lang, uh, Michelle Sayward, um, everybody that Harvey and Harry have brought on as well. Um, just saying that, you know, we got to go, buyers got to start, or I'm sorry, sellers have to start doing a reverse contingency where they're not willing to close on the sale of their home until they found a home. But at least we get some houses, houses on the market for those people out there looking. And, you know, the, the first time home buyers that are living with mom and dad don't really have to move in right away so they can hold on for 60, 90 days before they close. Um, you know, it's just one of those things. So that that, that middle range number, 65%, tells me that we're still in a seller's market. Like Harry said, I think it's going to continue for a little bit of time. And uh, we'll just keep uh, keep making sure that we are giving good advice and getting people out there to uh, and getting them into homes based upon everything that we can preach and, uh, and tell. Yeah. So, gentlemen, I'm going to tell you this. Chairman of the Federal Reserve's meeting today, the Fed's meeting, Chairman Powell's going to come out with an announcement about 2.30 about uh, um, what's going to happen with economic policy, the, the Fed policy. You know, what signals will they send? The COVID variant is ramping up again. Will that influence the decision? Are they going to hold rates steady? What are they going to do? Will the Fed begin or at least signal when they're going to start to change their monetary policy which could include lightning, uh, which could make interest rates go up. We're sitting here right now, everybody, uh, including our panel, with uh, mortgage interest rates in the, uh, the 15-year fix is in the mid high twos, 30 years in the high to high twos, low threes. It's a great time to buy a house, great time to refinance your house, pay off high interest rate and credit card debt. Um, but Mr. Harvey Freed, what do you think the Fed's going to do today? We always ask that because you know what? You can never. You can never be all, you know, right all the time when you're making a prediction and we try to stay out of predictions, but we want to give the best information we can to our clients and, uh, you know, the public in general. What's the Fed going to do today? Well, whatever they do, I don't think it's going to affect our mortgage market today. I'm sure hoping not. Uh, No news is good news. You got to be careful of the verbiage as always as Jerome Powell could just say the wrong little, little thing in there and, and send the bond market a little tizzy. But we do want to urge clients that rates have been a little bit better here over the last couple of weeks, um, looking back uh, as good as they were February of 2021 and still a great opportunity. I'm still getting lots of calls uh, for looking for some families wanting to get into the housing market. And then a lot of families looking to do debt consolidation. And we're still seeing the wrath of some families coming out of forbearance and, and some of the situations that they had run into during the pandemic. But we definitely, uh, we, we think that the Delta variant uh, is still a real thing. The pandemic uh, might be a little bit in our in our past, but there's a new wave with this variant, and that potentially has a hold on anything drastic that the Federal Reserve might do. Yeah, Mr. John Cole, Cole what do you think is no. going to happen with rates? 
signals will they send? COVID variant? It is real. We all do know that. We, we can't shake our head at that. But what influence, what will the influence be in this decision today? And hopefully they just hold pat, right? Well, I'm going to agree with Harvey on one thing is that I think, uh, I think, and I'm knocking on some wood, that the rates are going to stay consistent and the Fed's not going to do anything. You know, my opinion on the other subject is uh, not welcome on this podcast at times, but that's okay. Uh, we all have our own opinions on things. And I'm just going to say that, yeah, I think rates are going to stay consistent. I think it's still a great time to get everything done. And, uh, you know, the, uh, the news can proclaim what they want to proclaim, but let's talk about facts and reality and let's get, uh, get some good homeowners going and some people, uh, some good debt consolidation going because these rates are really helping people out. Yeah, the rates are helping people out. We aim to save people money, whether it's purchasing a new home or refinancing your existing home. We can save you money uh, here at Capital Mortgage Fund, powered by Fairway Independent Mortgage Corporation. We are brought to you by Roberto Boshane and Fairway Independent Mortgage Corporation, Equal Housing Lender. 2289 is our NMLS number, and that is also for compliance purposes. Um, Harvey Freed, uh, let's talk about some closings that you have coming up and that uh, that you're talking to people that really have pre-approvals out there. You're doing a lot of pre-approvals, my man. People are still looking for houses. I mean, any luck in there? Is the market freeing up at all? Are more homes coming on the market, Harvey Freed? Well, those first-time home buyers finally got a – they were the backup offer. And we mentioned it a couple of weeks ago on this show. The backup offer is sometimes not a bad place to be in today's competitive marketplace. So young first-time home buyers put a $5,000 appraisal guaranteed on a lower-priced home uh, in the 130 135 range, and the appraisal came in. So, again, everyone else is overpaying for the home. So that is driving the market and the values in the appraisal values of these homes up in most subdivisions, including the first-time homebuyer subdivision. So we've seen some good luck. Make a strong offer. Um, understand that you might need a little extra money, maybe a gift from mom or dad, five or $10,000. Present the offer knowing that you're maybe giving a five or $10,000 appraisal guarantee, and maybe you'll get best results. In our case, we did. So um, yeah, just uh, if you want to get in today's marketplace, you're definitely going to take advantage of low rates. However, what might feel like you're overpaying for a home. You'll have to wait and see where the market ends up being a year or two from now. You know, Harvey, I like that. Um, you know, overpaying for a home. I mean, nobody wants to pay for anything, but if you get the home that you want with the interest rates where they are and the market being where it is, you know, sometimes you have to pay a little more to get what you want in life. And if you're going to stay there for a long period of time, what's, I mean, I'm not saying what's the difference because it's not my money. I would say what's the difference because you're going to be there a long time. Sean Kolb, what do you think? I agree with you wholeheartedly. I just had this conversation with a realtor the, uh, the other day um, regarding uh, she's having her, her uh, basement redone and having a hard time getting the guy to finish the job. And, um, I, you know, as much as it pains me that people don't live up to what they say, you know, if you want to get that done in or in time for the holidays or winter or whatever the case may be, maybe you throw an incentive his way and say, hey, look, if you can get this done ASAP, I know materials are higher, your 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 time is more uh, valuable, but, you know, throw in an extra couple grand to try to, to uh, entice him to get out there and get it done. Like I said, not what I want to do, not my first choice, but if I want to get into the home and enjoy the home or get into, uh, get a, a project done and enjoy the project, 
You got to do what you got to do. I don't think overpaying for a home right now is a bad idea as long as you're going to stay in the pro uh, the property for uh, a time that it's going to make up for itself. Yep, great, great advice. Harvey Freed, why don't you tell everybody who we have on the show this Saturday from 9 to 10 on 97.1 FM. Yeah, that's a good good uh, little drop. Kirsten Crow coming on. She's got a small team of realtors out, Keller Williams Realty in Livingston County, Michigan. That's the Brighton area, South Lyon is on the far east side of it, and then all the way out to East Lansing. You know, Harry, back in the 70s and the 80s, uh, 696 headed west was a two-lane highway, basically. And now these are the areas where everyone's moving to. It's really connecting Lake St. Clair all the way to Grand Rapids in the west side of the state. So, again, we're seeing more and more families and more businesses have moved up and down uh, 696. And uh, what a great area. If you're looking to move to Livingston County, um, there's some development loan uh, availability. And give us a call, Capital Mortgage. We'll get you pre-approved if you want to buy a house out there. There you go. Thanks a lot, Harvey. John Cole, you know a little bit about 696 and 96 going out to East Lansing. I'm going to give you the last word of the day, and then we'll sign off. And uh, Mr. John Cole, what are your thoughts for today? Harry, let's start with Go Green. Go White. And yeah, I mean, uh, you know, that that area that Harvey is speaking of is, is a great upcoming area. Um, it just leads to more and more people working from home. Uh, the funny thing is, is that some of our competitors are forcing their uh, their employees back into the office and we are uh, starting to lose employees because of such. And, uh, you know, it's just one of those things. Can you adapt to the new norm? Can you uh, uh, overcome the challenges that are put in front of you? And, you know, and everybody who's working hard at doing that, uh, we appreciate, we want to work with you and we want to make sure that we're doing business the right way, adapting, overcoming uh, staying safe and uh, making sure everybody's happy. Yeah, I appreciate that. Listen, gentlemen, it's time to wrap this up for Wednesday, July 28th. This has been the Hardcore Mortgage Real Estate Business Podcast, bringing you all the useful consumer advocacy information that we can get you, trying to go ahead and give the most accurate information. You say, why isn't all information accurate? I'm going to tell you, no, there's a lot of inaccurate information out there. And we're here to disseminate the accurate versus inaccurate information for you. We'll do all the work for you. We'll meet you any place, anywhere, uh, most of the time, not any time. I mean, 3.30 in the morning, I don't know, maybe. Maybe Harvey will. He's up all the time late last night. I know that sounds crazy, but we were. Um, listen, this is Harry Glance for John Kolb, Harvey Freed, Becky and Lisa couldn't make it today. They're out running around. Last-minute closings, July 28th. We've got three more closings days counting today in the month of July and then we move on to August but for Harry Glance, John Cole, Becky Alley, Lisa Lawson, Roberto Beauchene in the booth this has been the Hardcore Mortgage Podcast for July 28th 2021 have a great day everybody <laughs>